0: This is your speech path, mindful time management for the busy SLP. My name's Teresa Harp, and as a mom and speech pathologist turned productivity coach, I know a thing or two about how hectic life can be. If you're an SLP who's overworked, burnout, and feeling like you're constantly falling short as a therapist and a mom, then this is the podcast for you. I cover time management and mindset strategies so you can learn to love your work and your home life at the same time. Let's dive in. Hello, podcast listeners. Welcome back. Oh my gosh, it feels so good to be back podcasting, recording episodes, all of this. It's been so long and I am really just pumped to be here and I'm pumped that you're here too. So if you've been a podcast listener on the show for a while, then you are aware there have been some changes. You've heard the new intro, you've seen the new artwork, and I'm sure you've figured out that things are looking and sounding a little bit different. If you're new to the podcast, then welcome, and this all just kind of seems normal for you. But I want to let you know that I have taken a, let's see, March, April, May, June, July. Almost four months. It's been almost four months since an episode has been released. And I want to fill you in on what's been going on. So those of you who are in the Time Management for Busy Moms Facebook group, you probably have a little bit of an idea of what's been happening. You may have heard some of this before, but I want to kind of share some of the details that maybe I haven't talked about Um, especially for those of you who aren't in the Facebook group and you're kind of like, where were you? What happened? And by the way, if you are not in the Facebook group, I really strongly encourage you to join. I will link to that in the show notes, Um, but we'll talk more about that later, either later today or on another episode. For now, what I wanna do is really two things in today's episode. I want to explain what's been going on Fill you in on this period of silence, and I want to let you all know about what you can expect now and in the upcoming episodes really, the future of this podcast because there are some things that are going to be a little bit different, and I want to let you know what those things are. So, first of all, the rebrand dun 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 (laughs) back. In March, it actually, this kind of all began back in February, but back in February, March ish, I was given the opportunity to do a rebrand. And when I say given the opportunity, yes, I am being a little bit sarcastic. <laughs> it's a little tongue in cheek, but here's what happened. As best as I can share, as much, I'm going to tell you as much as I can. Um, you know, according to the legal agreement that we ultimately came to. So I was made aware of somebody who's in another country. Really, she's in another continent, actually. And she had a trademark on the name of my Business, the former name of my business, which I'm not going to say, but if you've been here a while, you know what it is. It rhymes with shmime shmimers. So she had a trademark on that name, but that wasn't a problem because that trademark was across the world. It was a trademark in another country, it was not a U.S. trademark. By the way, I learned so much about trademarks through this whole experience, um, but here here I am so I found out about her when I oh I kind of had an idea I won't get into all of it but I knew that this I found out that this person existed consulted with a lawyer and determined that I was had not done anything wrong it was okay Um, I was encouraged to go ahead and trademark my business name at the time uh, that was one of my options, and I decided not to do that. Um, I was, I felt pretty good about what all of the options were, and knowing that there was a possibility that I might not be able to continue with that business name should this person file for a U.S. trademark, which is ultimately what happened. So I received a cease and desist from their lawyer. Really basically telling me that I could no longer use that name, that logo, you know, any of of that marketing material um, because of this application for the trademark. Now, we, I again consulted with a lawyer. She was wonderful and sorted out, you know, all the fine print, all the details, basically worked through a legal agreement Um. And I had the option, I had to sort of make the decision, again, do you want to fight this or do you want to just relinquish rights to the name and move on? And obviously, I decided that I wanted to rebrand and move on. And here's why. If I'm being totally honest, I never truly loved the old name of my business, my Facebook group, my podcast, they were all the same name, didn't totally love it. I liked it. <laughs> I thought it was good enough. Um, I thought it was, it fit enough, it fit me enough and it fit the business enough to be able to, you know, to to use and, and work under that brand, under that identity. But there was always a little bit something that sort of just felt like, Uh, it's hard to explain, but just didn't quite feel like me or the right fit. And I had that awareness, honestly, from the very time that I set up the business, which was back in 2021. And so because I knew that, it was an easy answer for me, as easy as a rebrand can be. It was an easy choice to rebrand because I knew that I wanted to choose a name and really a brand identity that felt like me, that felt good, that felt comfortable and authentic and exciting and all of that. Now, this is not to say that I hated the old name and that my old name and brands and all of my services were inauthentic. Basically, when I started in 2021, I came up with a list of names And I looked through them all and I figured out, you know, if you've ever named a business, it's really, it can be really annoying, quite frankly, because you come up with all these ideas or you finally get a great idea. And then you find out that there's someone down the street or in the next town over or wherever that's close enough that you can't use it because they have that name, right? Which is frustrating. So after I went through all of that, I decided that The best option that I had at the time was the name that I went with. And I went with that knowing that at some point I probably would rebrand. I would probably pick a different name and I would rebrand. But I felt like as a new business... I wanted to give myself and my business some time to see how things evolved, to really figure out what, who my ideal client was, what my messaging was, what my, you know, values were as a brand and all of that. And I couldn't do that. I couldn't pick the quote unquote perfect name if I didn't know those things yet. And I didn't know those things yet because it was a, it was a new brand. It was a new business. So I made the decision to move forward, but I did secure the domain name for my personal name as well. I went out and I I made sure that teresaharp.com was available. I bought it and I just kind of parked it because I was like, at some point, I have a feeling that this is where I'm going to land, but I'm not there yet. So I just sort of bought the domain, kept it, and knew that I would hang on to it until the time that I needed it, if that time ever arose. And so this certainly felt like the time, right? Getting that cease and desist letter and going through the back and forth with the lawyers and figuring all of that out. So I'm really happy that I had that to, you know, it was kind of like just sitting there waiting. I had that to step into and to start using that domain name. Um, And so I basically had to decide what is the new name of the business going to be and what do I want that to look like? Do I want it to be a personal brand? Do I want it to be something that's not a personal brand like my old business name was? And ultimately decided that Teresa Harp Coaching was the right fit for me. It is a personal brand obviously it is the low it's the name that has the lowest risk of this happening again of a trademark issue happening again at some point down the road and it just feels like it's me it feels like me because it is me so I decided to rename the business you know refile all the paperwork with the state with the IRS like all the things that you have to do which is not necessarily hard, but it is annoying. It's a lot of stuff that you have to do. It's it's a lot of checking, you know, seeing all the places where your logo is and where your website is and where you've used that name, the old name before, and really just kind of finding all of those and replacing them. You know, it's it's a pretty big undertaking. But the there were two things about it that were particularly frustrating for me. One was that I really couldn't do anything until I got the rebrand done. So I couldn't release a podcast episode telling everyone what was going on. I couldn't release any content, any social media content under the old name of the business. I couldn't send out emails to my email list under the old name of the business. So I really couldn't do much of anything until I figured out what the new name was going to be got that filed, and, you know, was able to move forward once all those those checks, those boxes were checked, right? So that was frustrating because I felt like I just stopped showing up. That's what it felt like. I mean, that's really what I did. I had to stop podcasting, and I hated that. <laughs> I hated not being able to explain to all of you what was going on. The other thing that made this particularly challenging was it all happened – I think it was 10 days. I mean, it was like a week or maybe two weeks after my husband had deployed. So he left in February and basically like 10 days after that is when the cease and desist letter arrived. I I think it was even less, but whatever. We were in the midst of a huge life change a big adjustment for me and for my family and I have four young kids if those of you if you don't know me or you haven't been listening I have four kids and um, the oldest are twins they're seven and then the youngest is three and so they're they're little they're they were adjusting to this and there was a lot of emotions happening in our house and there was a lot of recalibrating and readjusting and so they were emotional I was emotional and it would have been nice to just be able to focus on the family and not really much of anything else but then this happened and so I really felt it felt overwhelming I, I felt lost it felt like <laughs> stuck is kind of the best word but obviously we were able to move through it. And I as I have reflected on the experience, really there's been a few things that I, either lessons that I learned or lessons that I had learned in the past but needed some reminders. And I do believe that God, the universe, all the things, they just give you these reminders (laughs) reminders <laughs> or tests, challenges to put into practice what you believe or what you've learned. They're like, okay, you think you've got this down? Let's see. Let, let me see if you can really actually <laughs> put this into practice, right? Practice what you preach. So one of those sort of lessons, if you will, was the importance of trusting your intuition and really listening to being aware of what your inner voice is saying um, and pausing to listen to that and recognizing it and acknowledging it, whatever that looks like for you, right? Trust your gut, trust your instincts, listen to your intuition, whatever, however, whatever resonates with you, whatever word, word or words resonate with you. That is, that was a huge kind of reminder for me of the importance of doing that, right? Because when this thing happened and I had awareness that I was going to be getting probably a cease and desist and I I had to ultimately make a decision, I knew when I really paused to think about it, I knew in my heart of hearts that I didn't want to keep that name. And I think that we sometimes try to rationalize, like we think of pros and cons maybe, or we try to, or we get like territorial and attached and possessive. And so we try to like rationalize our way into or out of a decision. And for me, I really just needed to pause and think and feel what feels right. Like what is the right decision here? And when I've stopped to do that, it was a very clear answer that I needed to, wanted to move in a different direction, choose a new name, start over, really. And so I didn't waste time hemming and hawing over the decision. I just thought about it. I felt about it. Like I felt it. I felt in my body what is the right thing to do and what feels right. And it felt right to to, to rebrand. And so this is a reminder to you not to ignore that voice or not even a, not even that but also to pause and and check in with that voice like actually be present actually pause and check in with yourself so that you can hear what that voice is saying so that you can hear what your intuition is telling you because sometimes it's hard to do that when there's so much noise going on right and when things feel emotional and You might be thinking, well, why didn't you do that (laughs) from the beginning? You said that you when you started that you you had this like feeling that it wasn't the right name and blah, blah, blah. And I'll be honest with you. It actually was a conscious decision at the time. I did listen to my intuition. I listened to my intuition and my intuition told me this isn't the right name forever, but this is the best name for now. That is what my intuition told me. Had I like stopped then and tried to find the perfect name at the time, try to come up with the perfect name at the time, air quotes, by the way, on perfect, then I think I'd still be thinking about it. I think I would, it would have cost me time. I wouldn't have started as early as I did. And like I said, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to hit the ground running and figure things out by going, by trial and error. So that's what I did. And I guess that brings me to the next lesson, which is the reminder that there is no such thing as perfect. And you just do the best that you can with the information that you have, right? You look at what you know, and you make the de- the best decision that's possible at that point in time. And Really, there are no permanent decisions. I mean, I could think of a couple that are semi-permanent, but for the most part, most of the decisions and choices that we as humans get so caught up in are things that really don't need to be permanent decisions. They really aren't permanent decisions. And recognizing the impermanence of things can be very helpful in moving forward in taking action in making choices and so what I did at the time back in 2021 when I started was decided to just figure it out as I go but recognizing that I could always change the name there was always an exit strategy right and this is something I do with my coaching clients is ask them okay what is the worst case scenario here what is the absolute worst thing that could happen and what would you do so letting yourself go there when it serves you to think through what, those, what that scenario could be and it reminds you then that there is a way out. There's almost always a way out, right? There, there really is. You can figure it out. So I knew what the exit strategy was. The exit strategy was change your name. So I changed my name. Change your logo. I changed the logo, right? And here we are. So that was helpful. And then the last I mean there were many lessons that I learned from this but the one of the last ones or the last one that I want to share with you is I guess the best way to say it is about not taking things personally. I I don't think I usually by like by nature I don't think I tend to to take things personally. At least maybe in comparison to Others, I don't know. I I sometimes maybe I'm oblivious or naive. I don't know, but I don't often take things personally. And I truly did not take this personally. But you know, as it was happening, did it suck? Yes. Was it hard? Yes. But I never was, you know, like angry at this person and thinking that this person was coming after me and and was doing this about me because of me this was business business is business and this was this person was they had a brand they have a an identity and this was them protecting their business protecting their brand as they should um there you know there were like friends and and family and people you know who I was talking to a lot of the responses sometimes were like as this was happening responses sometimes were you know, why, why are they like, why do they care? Why are they doing this? Why are they making you not like, why are they making you not use this name? Why aren't aren't they letting you use this name? Why are they giving you a hard time? And I'm like, well, it's just not like, I, I don't know, my brain just didn't go there. And while I know that everyone who was, aware of this happening were being incredibly supportive and all of those responses when they came when I heard them I know that they were those responses were coming from the best place the most supportive place um, and with the best of intentions right but I just knew that for me it wasn't gonna help if I let my brain go there and start thinking this is really unfair. Why is this happening? So I just didn't go there. Now that is not to say that if your brain does go there when something shitty happens and you go to the place of why me? You know, why did this happen? Blah, blah, blah. You're not wrong. That's not bad. That's not wrong for reacting like that, responding like that, feeling like that, right? But if you if you find yourself, when you find yourself in that place, recognizing it, that that's where you're at, and sort of just deciding, like, how long do I want to stay feeling mad, feeling sad, feeling whatever about this before I move through it and take action, right? So it doesn't mean stuff your feelings down. It doesn't mean shame yourself because your feelings are something that you think they shouldn't be or wrong, right? You don't need to do that. But I guess if you're not upset about something, maybe just don't even bother harping on it. Don't even bother like overanalyzing it and thinking about it because it's not serving you. Just figure out what you want to do and take action, right? And I want to be super clear. I, I mean, I think I think I am being clear, but I want to just emphasize I this is I am not saying anything negative about this person about their business at all. I I love what I don't know them, but I love from what I have gathered. I love the message that they're sending, and you know we clearly have similar interests and exciting um, commonalities. But we are two separate businesses, and I want my business to look and sound different from other businesses as they do themselves. Right? They want the same thing. We want to stand out. We want to look different. Um, so this is not like a territorial thing. I always feel like, I don't know, I guess it's an an abundance mentality, but there are plenty of people who need help. There are plenty of people who provide help and, you know, there's plenty of room for all of us. Absolutely. So I'm very excited for this new chapter. Which brings me to the next point that I wanted to share or the next topic that I wanted to discuss, which is what is this new chapter? What does this new chapter look like? Well, I haven't figured all of it out, obviously, (laughs) but what I can tell you and what you've probably figured out if you've been reading between the lines or reading the lines of the podcast art and the intro is that. I'm going to be focusing on this podcast and in the Facebook group and in all the places, specifically on the time management and the mindset shifts and strategies that we as speech pathologists can adopt to support us as clinicians and to help us support our clients, right? And this feels like a really obvious and natural pivot for me. I am a speech pathologist. I was practicing for 14 years. Is it 14 years? I think it's 14 years. I don't know. Long enough to have done it for, I've done it long enough to know a little bit about being an SLP. I love our field. I love my colleagues. I love what we do. I love all of it. And so this is a really nice way for me to blend two things that I love. Coaching, on time management specifically, and being a speech pathologist, working as an SLP. So you may notice if you are listening to this episode and future episodes, you're going to notice that I'm going to be talking about things that are more specific to speech pathologists, also clinicians like OTs, physical therapists, counselors, psychologists, you know, anyone who is providing direct services and also running a household, running a family, raising a family, raising kids, trying to have time for themselves and their family and loved ones as well right? So this does feel, it feels really, really exciting. It feels very natural. Um, It also does feel a little bit scary because I know that there are listeners from the podcast that have been with me. I started the podcast back in 2021. It was in October, I think, of 2021. So a year and a half, over a year and a half, almost two years. And I know that there are listeners who are not speech pathologists. So it does feel a little bit bittersweet. It feels a little bit scary. Um, but I do think that this is what I'm meant to talk about. And by the way, if you aren't a, a clinician, an SLP, a therapist, and you're listening to this, I would invite you to stick around. Because I think that I am, I'm I'm going to go out and say that almost everything of what we discuss Over the course of where this podcast is headed will benefit you you will pull out things from this podcast we'll be talking about things on this podcast that will support you in whatever work you do whether that's in the home or out of the home whatever it looks like for you so I would just extend the invitation to listen join us listen in for a few of these episodes and then decide for yourself If this is where you want to spend your time. Obviously, I know the value of time. That is like what I preach is how important time is. And I want you to spend your time listening to things, consuming content that serves you, that helps grow you, that entertains you, that makes you feel excited, whatever, whatever it is, however you want to feel, right? So if that podcast does that for you, then stay here, join us. If it doesn't stay, if it doesn't do that for you, then then go, go find one that does go do something that fills you up, that lights you up. That's what it is all about. But what we're going to be doing what i'm going to be doing as i talk about these topics is not only cover the strategy piece right the time management strategies giving you tactical practical tips which i've done all along i'm going to keep doing that and i'm going to be diving into more of the mindset more of the mindset the thoughts the underlying thoughts that we all have some of us are more aware of them than others that dictate the way that we spend our time because that for me is what I believe I believe that the way that we spend our time is directly connected to those thoughts that are going through our brain or the things that we're saying out loud right things like "Oh, I don't have time for that I'm too busy for that I'm I'm overwhelmed. I'm a mom. Obviously, life is crazy. Or I own a business. This is what I signed up for. Or when my kids are older, then I can do that. Or then I can try that. Then I can chase that dream. When my kids are in school, then it will be easier and I have more time to focus on the business. Uh, I want to have time for me, but I've got two little kids and I don't know how I can do that or oh I actually have free time but can't spend it on myself because look at all the things around the house that haven't gotten done right all of those thoughts that circle through our brain sometimes all of them are happening at once sometimes I mean this is just like rapid fire right they there are things that we think they're things that we sometimes aren't even aware of And they govern the choices that we make in how we spend our time. So if we're not looking at those thoughts, becoming aware of them and really challenging them and coming up with strategies to maybe reframe them and think about new thoughts that might be more in support of our goals, then the strategies, the time management strategies, they're not going to do shit. <laughs> they're not going to do anything because they're not going to change the narrative in your head. They're not going to change the way that you feel and the way that you operate and the choices that you make. So, we're going to be covering both of those things. And I hope that you're getting the picture. I hope that you're like I hope I'm painting the picture clearly. I hope that you are getting excited to hear about what's to come because I feel excited about what's to come. I have some really great episodes for you in the bank. I actually have uh, at least, I want to say, five recordings, five interviews that I did with other guests that came on the show. And I recorded them before this whole rebrand happened. They were just kind of sitting in the bank Of episodes to be released, they couldn't be released. So now I'm excited to be able to share those with you. I've got new interviews that are in the works that are going to give you new insights, a fresh perspective, just different Sort of ideas and thoughts about time management and mindset strategies. And then I've got solo episodes that are lined up that are covering all sorts of topics, similar to what I've done in the past, things like. How to be proactive rather than reactive when it comes to spending your time. How to plan with a top-down strategy versus a bottom-up strategy. How you define productivity. Um, I've got an episode about personality types and how those influence the way that you spend your time. An episode about the top, you know, seven time sucks. The biggest time sucks that we that we engage in. That just waste our time and energy. An episode about how slowing down can help you speed up. Really diving into the why behind why we're so busy. Why do we overbook, overschedule? Looking at co- what's what I refer to as a cost-benefit analysis and how you can use that to determine what you want to spend your time on. Things like Strategies for planning your household, things that help you, creating systems that help you run your household smoothly so that you don't have to spend a lot of time and energy on the things that often drain us. Looking at coaching and how coaching can serve you in terms of making long-lasting change to the way that you spend your time, helping you to build in strategies to spend time on yourself and spend time on things that you love to do with people that you love and enjoy being with, right? So there's so much that I've got planned in the months to come. I'm so excited to get back to recording these episodes, sharing these episodes with all of you. And I want to invite you to do two things. One is to DM me. Um, You can send a message on Instagram. I'm on Instagram at Teresa M. Harp. It's linked in the show notes. But send me a DM. Just spam me with all your ideas for the questions that you have about time management or the topics that you want to see covered on this show. I would love to know what you want to hear about. So do that, please. It will help me help you. And then the other thing that I want to invite you to do, and really this is just a request, I'll be honest, (laughs) is to pause and take two minutes to leave a review for the show. And if you want to listen to a few more episodes before you do that, then by all means be my guest and do so. But if you've been here a while, then you know the kind of content and topics that we cover. And I would so appreciate it if you took two minutes to leave a review for the podcast. Just click the stars. You can even leave me a sentence or two. Let me know what you like. It means so much and it helps other people find the show. All right, listeners, that is all I have for my first episode back in months. Thank you for being here. Thank you for patiently waiting. And I cannot wait to see you all back here next week.